Excellent. Hello. Welcome to another community coaching call. I really need to find a better name for this. I think there's a better name for this. It's going to get people on here rather than community coaching call. So I'm going to ask everyone on this call to actually propose a more sexy, dynamic, engaging name that's going to get people to think, oh, I want to be on this call right now. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if community community coaching call just sounds really threatening. Sounds like, okay, everyone's going to be on the couch and we're going to like <laughs> analyze them to the nth degree. But anyway... Uh, thank you for watching. If you are watching the recording, thank you for everyone who is here on the call today. Uh, we may have a few people just jump on after in the next few minutes, but uh, we will kick off anyway. And what I'd like to do with all of these calls is just do a little round of intros so everyone's got a clear idea of where who people are, where they're calling from. Uh, and so, And also, one question I'd like to throw in today... So as well as saying who you are, where you're calling from, and maybe a little bit of what you do, is if you had a magic wand and you could magically fix one very specific, so not like win the lottery or, or I don't know, have a million clients knock on my door, but something very specific in your work or your business, and you could solve that in one go, what would that be? So just to recap, name, where you're calling from, what you do or how you want to describe us and the magic wand thing. So I am going to, on my screen, I'm going to start off with guys. Hi, I'm guys calling from Kuala Lumpur. I have a company in Bangladesh working with farmers, uh, growing fruits and vegetables. Uh, if I could move my magic wand and the one thing it would be to sign the first customer. Um, which is something we've been waiting on for three years. So it's about time. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm, uh, I'm calling in from the Netherlands. Um, I have, I'm building my online business for, sorry, I have to close the door one second. Um, building an online business for uh, women who have problems uh, getting pregnant, so fertility problems. Um, and if I had a magic wand, um, I would probably do a whole lot of stuff for my online marketing <laughs> so that I could reach out and communicate it in the right way to get the women connected to with me. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Kelly. Emily. Hi. Um, I'm calling from Berlin right now. Um, I'm in a, a mirrored box. It looks like a mirrored TARDIS from the outside. Um, it's got some really weird lighting in here. <laughs> um, I am in transition at the moment, so I've decided to leave my work in marketing and I'm working out what next. I'm really interested in um, creating purposeful environments for people to work in where they feel valued and recognized, so I'm looking at things like that. Um, I'm also writing about purpose and meaningful work online. Um, and I, magic wand, I guess I would, I'd be, oh, it says my internet connection is unstable. Can you still hear me? <laughs> I can, we can still hear, um, I can still hear um, Okay. Um, I would work out where to focus my efforts right now because I feel a bit all over the place. Nice. Excellent. Well, I think Mike could help you there. <laughs> So I dive in then. Uh, I'm Mike. Am I the only one left? Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm in 
uh, very unexotic Kent. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should leave the room. Um, but uh, and I'm I I do, I'm a developer um, and I'm working. Well, I'm I'm really interested in working on um, helping solo solopreneurs and freelancers get much better use of their time and um, do really good work without killing themselves. Basically, that's what I'm all about. And if I had a magic wand, I'd have a product. I'd have a, a get the product that's in my mind into the real world. Uh, yeah. This afternoon would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And didn't you know this wand over here? <laughs> no, uh, I wish. Um, what what would be so? Um, the purpose of this call is uh, a to just get to know each other a bit more. Um, it sounds like <laughs> focus customers and product are kind of the, the, the general topics that we could work with. Um, but uh, what I'd like to offer is a, a chance for if any of you have a, have a specific question, uh, a plan that they have put together, or a challenge that they're facing that's quite clear and specific that you'd like some help with, then um, I'd like this is a time for you to actually uh, share that with, with the group and then we can try and help you find the next step forward. So who would like to volunteer a topic? I'm not sure. <laughs> There's no such thing as a bad question here. Okay, I can volunteer something. Go for it. Um, so at the moment, um, I know that I'm interested in perhaps things like organizational psychology and improving working environments. It's an early stage interest though. Um, if I had my way, I'd probably spend more time working on questions and purpose, which is my side project. I've been running events. Um, I have another facilitator in San Francisco around um, for, for people that are trying to find their thing and searching for their sort of sense of purpose and meaning in work and those events are going really well in San Francisco. I'm planning to set up some events like that in Berlin and London so that I have them in three cities. Um, but I guess it's that question around focus, it's how, it's just me, so how can I focus my time in terms of working out where I can uh, make this sustainable in terms of what should I focus on that I could then develop into a business. Um, should I ditch the whole questions on purpose thing because it's not so profitable and focus on getting a regular job as, um, in something to do with organizational psychology or get qualified in that? Um, or should I focus on growing these events and look to make money out of them in future and make that my focus? So it'd be great to get some other perspectives on that. Brilliant. Excellent. So um, it sounds like at the moment there's two potential avenues. One is kind of uh, work with, for someone else, but within, in an area that you're passionate about or mm -hmm. take, take this passion around the events and make it happen for yourself rather than work for someone mm -hmm. else. Is that fair? Cool, so let's start off with some clarifying questions. Anything to just mm -hmm. make it even sharper uh, an understanding for people as to, to where advice come from. So who, who has any questions about Emily's is, position? 
Hi, Emily. Um, is it is it a lot to do with the fact that there's just too many options, and you've got to you feel like you've got to pick one? Is that the the, the issue there? I guess I'm torn between knowing that the sensible option is to go and find a regular job, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I'm more excited about building something myself. But I'm aware of the demands of that and. The difficulties of doing that by myself so I've also thought about whether I can find other collaborators and find ways to extend that um, but I'm also cautious about whether this is a bit of a pipe dream and whether it's something that's realistic to to make my full-time occupation I guess um, so it's, it's sort of the battle between what seems realistic and, and what I want to do I think essentially mm. You say realistic and sensible. What mm. does realistic and sensible mean? Mm. I guess it means I can make a living off it. Mm. Um, or that I can see a way to make a living off it in the next six months to a year. Because I'm ha I mean, I know things take time, so I'm happy to do other work alongside that while, while I ramp things up but I need to know that I could see it going somewhere that I could see it becoming something substantial um, and not to then spend too much time on something that doesn't have a future do you do you think that um, is it possible to take a like a halfway house so it's, it's the event stuff that you do is that kind of like little projects that because this, I think we are having a similar sort of problem in many ways. And and mm. but I can do, you know, I've got to basically, I want to build something, but it's going to take some time. Mm. So um, in order to do that, I've got to, you know, stay alive. And and so, um, I could, but because of the development work that I do, I can sort of use that to to sort of fund me as I go along. Mm. And, and does the events give you an opportunity to do something like that, or I mean, how how do they work? Um, at the moment, I'm not charging for them because I started them as a, as a sort of test, as an experiment. And I'd also wanted to just see what happens because I felt like starting something and getting some action happening would be better than setting a high barrier to entry. Mm. Um, so I can see a way to develop it into events I could charge for and therefore I could make some income from that in the longer term. Mm -hmm. That's feasible. But but it's not there now it's not something not you can just now. turn on tomorrow and yeah no. um hi new people cool yes hi. we've had lizzie and and, and joel join, join us so we've just jumped in uh just asking sort of helping emily with a question but before we go into that i thought it'd be good maybe you both of you can introduce yourselves as well and we can then bring you into the conversation so it's uh, basically uh, name, where you're calling from, some way to describe what you do, whether it's your job or your, your business. Uh, and the thing that I was asking everyone else was, uh, if you had a magic wand to solve one specific challenge that you have in your work or business, what would that be? How would you solve it? Or what would that thing you'd solve? Uh, so Lizzie, do you want to kick off? Um, I'm Lizzie. I'm in Yorkshire. 
Uh, normally I'm in Sydney, but today I'm in Yorkshire. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh -huh. My mum has just come into the room. She's confused because she doesn't realise that I'm chatting to people on the computer. <laughs> uh, some happy startup school. She wants to join us. She's more than happy. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that in a bit. <laughs> This this is real life. <laughs> <laughs> so you were yeah yeah you're you're not in Australia at the moment, which I was confused by, but you're you're in Yorkshire and you're going to describe and yeah maybe describe what you want to do or what you're doing. Um, well, my business is Thrive Story. Um, so I do storytelling and consulting, and um, a magic wand. Um, I suppose would be an income generator. An income generator. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Lizzie. Uh, Joel. Yes, I'm calling from Toulouse, south of France. Um, I'm trying to build an alternative to Airbnb and uh, over platforms for the touristic industry for my country of origin which is Mauritius Island based in the Indian Ocean. Um, magic went, uh, I, I, I don't know really, maybe, uh, uh, I don't really know actually, but maybe I can find out. Maybe a magic wand to discover what it is you need a magic wand for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go, clarity there. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Joel. And I see we have Rob. Can you hear us, Hello. Rob? Hello, I can hear you. I was just trying to get some headphones so that the rest of the household doesn't hear you as well. <laughs> so, just bear with me, just one second, and then I can do a proper hello. Rob is a very new member, and we just met him uh, last, last week at uh, our Ideas Cafe. So, Rob, what I've been asking everyone to do is just... Um, uh, share what they do um, and where they're calling from and if they had a magic mm -hmm. wand to solve a specific thing that's going on for you at the moment what would that be okay okay so uh, my name's Rob I'm living and working in Brighton uh, my background is similar to Carlos I ran a web design business for 20 plus years um, and sold my stake uh, about two years ago I since traveled uh, for about two years uh, around Europe and Southeast Asia and we're back now um, and looking to get established again in Brighton um, see what the next thing is that I'm going to be doing um, my background other than design and web and that kind of startup environment is uh, psychology and psychotherapy uh, working with groups and facilitating groups um, and during that sort of hiatus for two years where I, I, I well sold my business and and started traveling was to come up with a system that would help me find out what it was that I wanted to do um, 
how, how to spend my time rather than what I wanted to do, which is an important piece. And, um, and as a result, I've come up or, or started a, a sort of product and service and it's in its very early days. So I'm just trying to work out how best to start using that in the real world. So that if I had a magic wand, it would be, well, it would be great to understand how best to use this tool. Is it me as a product delivering it or is it a product that I sell? off the back of it so i'm just trying to get some clarity on that cool excellent so maybe you can help emily she's looking for some clarity herself so what we okay. were doing was we were um, discussing a little challenge that emily had uh she's got a passion uh to do a, a project around organizational uh, why don't you read uh, rather than me <laughs> make a hash of that whole thing why don't you just okay. describe again so I started a project called Questions on Purpose, mm -hmm. um, which is a blog, but it's also um, meetups for people who are wondering what next, essentially, wondering right. what, like, who are trying to find more purposeful work. Yes. Um, so I'm running events in San Francisco at the moment, obviously not physically because I'm in Berlin. I have another facilitator there. Mm -hmm. I'm planning to get the same setup going in London and Berlin in the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. At the moment, this is just something that's a passion project for me, and it's rolling and it's going well, but it's not really a money maker. And I don't foresee it being that in the near future. Okay. Um, I ideally like to spend my time on that, but um, I'm trying to work out how to balance my time and find my focus. So, mm -hmm. um, my background is marketing and psychology. Mm -hmm. um, but I recently made the decision to leave psychology because for too many years I just felt like it was the wrong place for me. Mm -hmm. So my other career avenue that I'm exploring, and I have a bit of time to do that, is um, around organisational psychology and kind of workplace happiness. Mm -hmm. um, and what makes people feel purposeful at work, what makes them feel engaged, involved, in an age where you could start your own company and you could start your own business. Yeah. What would keep people working for someone else and create an environment that is productive and profitable and good? So around essentially workplace happiness is the area that I'm exploring. But that's a lot to do at once. So I'm wondering how to find my focus. Mm. Mm, yeah, well, focus is an interesting one, isn't it? <laughs> so so I, I think we're, it's, it's how we spend our time. That's what I kind of ended up sort of uh, realizing is it's not what we're doing it's how we choose to spend our time and if 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 we're a bit like someone who's who's um a jack of all trades which happens a lot in the web design um you know how do you focus how do you become you know whether it's a specialism or 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 whether it's it's a broad range of skills that can help a lot of people but the broader we we we, we put this we spread ourselves very thin that's what i noticed is, is that you know so many things can interest us it's that what, what do we focus on mm -hmm. so um what i thought was like if anyone anybody wanted to find a bit more exactly or if if everyone's got a clear idea where emily's at and then that's great but if anybody has any questions let's start off with any particularly you the new people here if they want to ask emily anything more about what so she's trying to do um are there particular types of people that you are focusing on working with emily specific industries or specific sort of demographics of people or something like that do you mean in terms of workplace happiness or do you mean in terms of the events i'm running uh well both really 
Okay, so um, the events are all, I mean, anyone who is, is probably contemplating a career change or is unsatisfied in their work at present. Um, and the kind of people it's attracted have been actually everyone from um, like new graduates through to people who are well into their careers and all kinds of different backgrounds, which has been really interesting. Um, in terms of the workplace happiness, probably in um, newer companies and growing startups, just because they have a more progressive attitude than older established companies and change can happen at a more rapid pace. And I know that I get pretty unhappy in very bureaucratic organizations. So for me, that would be a better fit. Cool. That's a good question, though. Thank you. <laughs> Does anybody so else? I, I, yeah, I have a question. Um, so so I, can I understand, I, if, are you currently in a full-time job and you need job security? No, I've just left um, full-time freelance work. Okay. It was... I hated it. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, I have a bit of a runway to find my next thing. Okay. Um, if it's going to take longer, then I'll sort out some kind of temporary work. Okay. So, so, yeah. so you've got a, a, a time frame. What kind of time frame are you working to? Um, I think for my own sanity, <laughs> I'd like to be finding at least some kind of work that feels more authentic yeah. within the next three to six months. Great. Just because I think if I don't, even if it's not the ideal thing, yeah. but finding something that's closer is important to me just so that I don't lose the motivation. I know that if it's longer than that, aside from money, it's going to affect my confidence and sure. motivation. Yeah, okay. And that's great to have a kind of clear idea of time. It's not too like crazy pressure, but, but yeah. also gives you some, some time and freedom. It sounds like you've got, huge load of skills to support you in this it's not like you've just kind of walked out of a job and there's nothing you know you, you can pick up things quite easily by the sound of, of, of your, your broad range of skills so this is a time to be creative and playful and and, mm. and really enjoy this time in a way that I mean joining this group sounds like a great way to to start doing that okay sure. Kelly you're in a similar well actually you're a bit further along but you're you're in that stage of trying to make things happen as or build the parachute as you're as you're falling kind of thing yeah yeah i am yeah um i don't i don't it's difficult because i have my own um my own massage practice so i still have a little bit of cash flow going but i have no backup anymore for any other job which i always did but i realized having a job next to starting my business which at the beginning was my massage practice I never really got the, um, the chance to really make it like fully going because too focused. And now, even though I'm scheduledless every day, it's my motivation to fully focus on building my online business that I'm building right now and not having the stability of any financial like backup at this point. But honestly, that gives me the, the, the full-on motivation. There's no other option. I, wanna, I, trust my, I trust that my product or my, my service that I want to offer to is these women is going to be good and awesome. And um, um, it sort of helps me to have this financial stress. Mm. Because having that backup is sort of, sorry for my words, it's a mindfuck. Because 
it, it, like every penny that I have right now, I will spend it into something that I think is worth and it's always going to be my business. So I feel that it's now so much more professionally done than when I started my massage practice. Mm. So I don't know if this helps you at all, but um, I always went for safety having a regular job next to starting my business and it did not make me evolve at all. I so, can really relate to that. That's why I just ended my freelance contracts because I was that's exactly what was happening. I thought that this was a sane and sensible decision to keep the marketing going in the background, but I never had my full focus. No, and I'm and not it didn't make enough progress. Yeah. The sensibility of my what I'm doing right now is just like <laughs> <laughs> But it's just this this inner thing that I, I just have to do it. So yeah. But yeah. The, the, the massage practice, of course, it, it connects with my online business. So mm -hmm. that's why I can still do it. But actually, I only do it one day a week and it's too much. I just find it super annoying. It just breaks my, my pattern of building the, but yeah, I need some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a but question for you, Emily. Marketing advice, I can also give you some marketing <laughs> advice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, Quickly, Emily, sorry. Uh, yeah. Say this, the, the, the passion project goes amazingly well. Uh, do you have a vision of what that looks like when it's, when it's successful and it's, and it's making impact and it's making money, no matter how yeah. outlandish that sounds? Yeah, I see it. Um, ultimately, if it was a success, then I would have um, a kind of community-led network of meetups in multiple different cities. Um, and it would be aimed at people who have got themselves stuck with work-wise, of which I know there are lots, who feel like they're in a job. They don't know how they got ended up there, but they know they're in the wrong place. They just don't know what next. And I know that having a supportive community makes a huge difference. I know that there are other communities out there, but I think that this one could be extremely accessible and then signpost people on to other more specific things that they might do but it's a good starting point um so i'd have multiple meetups going in different cities and then maybe run annually like two or maybe three big events that people would pay to attend and um, where i could have lineups of different kinds of speakers who would give a different perspective on finding your direction and whether that's in terms of doing things that have a social impact or doing things that personally nourish and enrich you. Um, and then um, all the interviews I've done, I have recordings. So a podcast is something I've thought about, but there's currently too much to focus on. But I think the idea of events and face-to-face -face meetups is something I wanted to focus on because um, I think there's so much available online and that is great, but actually the face-to-face -face contact is the thing that I find makes a difference and makes you feel like you belong. So that's what I wanted to focus my efforts on. So yeah, it would be a kind of a network of events and support that in some way I would make money from, maybe from membership and then event attendance. And is there any organization or network that exists at the moment that is either close or right where you'd like to be? Um, there is one network 
that I've forgotten the name of that does run a similar pattern of meetups. Um, but it doesn't seem to have a very clear focus of where it's going because the founder actually died in a tragic accident. So it's being continued by his wife. Oh, is that um, Livia Legend? Yes. Scott, um, I forgot his surname. Yes. Really sad story. Um, but I really like what they're doing. Um, so something a bit like that, but I, I don't know what they're building to. And it seems like from what I can see online, it's become more of a legacy than I don't know where it, it's heading. Um, that's probably the closest thing. Cool. Okay. Sounds clear to me. Any other questions? If not, uh, I'll open this up now to say five minutes of feedback. Any thoughts, ideas of what Emily could do to gain this focus and, and make this kind of uh, decision of what to do next in terms of go for the job, follow the mission? I think you've got, I mean, haven't you already answered that just now? <laughs> that you, um, you know, because it's going to take a lot of energy. And the thing that's really, you know, when you talked about the other work, you know, you, it's, it's, it's a struggle to develop the energy to do it. But when you start talking about, you know, running or sort of working, doing the workshops and doing the face-to-face -face stuff, then you sort of perked up and became sort of more sort of alive. And, and, and so that's, would, wouldn't that seem like the obvious place to drive and if you're already you know meeting some people um it's not a big stretch to see that there might be a way to talk to them about things that they might want and that you can help them with because if you've got access to the people who are needing what you, you're offering then that's halfway there surely um i don't know that's what i would get from that that's what Carlos would have said to me, actually. That's what I, so, I'm just repeating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm a bit worried about how close it is to Live Your Legend and whether I need to make some changes to make it separate than that. Um, and I guess the only other thing that makes me wary of it is there's so much out there about you know follow your passion live your dreams find your purpose that gets a bit overwrought overdone and it makes me cringe actually like are you, are you quite practical in your approach or because i think there's a lot of living your dreams and all that which is all very nice but it's not practical and it's not you know there's a because it, it sounded like you were kind of on the you know on the early stages of that but sort of, mm. sort of guiding people through it and i think there's value in that isn't there i would have thought yeah it's practical but it's not in this isn't it um so far the events that i've run have, each one's had a focus that's kind of built on the one before but if you attended a one-off it would still make sense mm -hmm. um so it's provided a kind of a thought focus for a couple of hours that then hopefully enables people to move their thinking on and then take some action as a result it's not practical in that you know, I'm not offering a breakdown of sort of tools and worksheets and things. It's not like that. Mm. Um, it's, I would say it's probably more for people in the initial stages of feeling they're in the wrong place and wanting to make a start on that process. Mm. And then probably as they become clearer on that, they go on to something that's more specific. Like maybe they join the happy startup and they, they know they want to start a business or they, um, 
do something else. There are lots of other more specific things out there that would help people with specific elements of growing a business or changing careers, for example. Cool. I guess I'm thinking of it more of the kind of slightly more philosophical element of sort of who you are in your life and what is important and recognizing those elements mm. um, as a starting point before you move on to anything that's much more practical. It sounds like this is about sort of planting the seed and becoming the catalyst for change. Mm. They've got that doubt in their mind. They're really not happy in the work, but they don't know what comes next. Yeah. And that can, that can keep us. It kept me in my business for way longer than I wanted to. Exactly. And it was only by the time that I had some, I gave myself the permission to not have the answer. It was okay not to have an answer because everyone was going, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I was going, I don't know. I don't know. So, so to be able to actually just, you know, everyone's going to have a different answer. Everyone's going to have a different need or a different kind of, you know, I, I think to have that passion or purpose, you know, defined before you've even started sounds kind of back to front to me. But it is, it's this catalyst. It's creating that, those pathways that go, there's a door over there. There's, a, there's an opportunity here. Listen to what, you know, really excites us or makes us curious, all of those sorts of things. So I think you are tapping into something absolutely right. It's not about the answer. It's about the question. And if you're curious about it and you're in that boat and you've experienced it, you've got a story to tell. Um, it, 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 it's so similar. And I think it's, I think it's, it's sort of endemic in, in the work culture that we've got now. I don't think it's unsurprising that there are a few other people doing similar things because it's a big thing. Mm. Cool. Anyone else? Um, I was wondering about whether you could do, um, I'll either incorporate the two things together in some way, whether in, within the same workshops or sort of a, another workshop series that's, so you've got the sort of, for people who are individually thinking they want to change, but whether there's something in that more organisational change aspect as well where there's people within organizations that you know and it could be the same because it could be well could you change the place that you're already in or do you need to go and do something else um but um alternatively it could be a separate thing where it's could you how to influence your organization to make it a happier culture mm. that's a good question um I think I need to do a bit of thinking about that and develop that and probably get a greater understanding of what the early stages of those, these questions need. But um, I probably need to do a bit of digging. One thing I'd thought of doing is um, getting part-time job in something related to workplace happiness just to get myself into some of those businesses and see it from the inside, just so I can learn more and see it from a perspective. Cause I've always seen organizations from a marketing perspective. It'd be good to get mm. a different view. I've always, uh, it's where, where someone's got, you know, the whole team have got someone to talk to in confidence and, and, and to be able to set up maybe that service as an experiment on a, on a culture or a team where, where they're perhaps, perhaps perhaps still sort of starting up and it's all a bit energetic to be able to offer your services in that environment as a two-way thing you learn you're offering your service and your expertise but you understand that you're 
uh, that's on the understanding that actually you're you're going to offer them some some kind of really good support in terms of team team building and and you know that support that they want that that happy mm-hmm. place do you mean so i'd be like a workplace counselor so if people had things that were work related they wanted to discuss but confidentially absolutely yeah i mean it's, it's i can I, mean, I think clear left of it have you heard of a company called clear left no. um, they're, they're a web design company in brighton i'm pretty sure they've got their happy happy counselor you know not, not counselor but they're, they're kind of um there's someone in the team whose responsibility it is to 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 be the happy sort of element to it um mm. and i'm sure that's not just about you know sort of being all positive it's about actually sort of having one-on-ones and actually just as 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 people in teams have uh, appraisals what about one-on-ones where you're actually just going and how are you you know mm. how what what are you getting out of this are, are you feeling fulfilled you know those kind of things what in this environment you get to experiment and for me life is an experiment you know whatever role you're doing it's about learning for me and and so if 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 we can apply that a little bit into whatever placement you want to set up where you can say i'm going to try this what what would it be like to this week do these kind of questions and ask people about fulfillment or next week i'm going to do about purpose or next week i'm going to do about what's going on outside your life at work and and what are you curious about just to build up that knowledge because then that's a blog article that's another that's another video for your blog that's another piece of knowledge and understanding you just oh you like to well i don't know how to get it back on <laughs> wave your hands wave your hands Oh, the, it looks very dramatic anyway. It's Berlin and a thing could happen. <laughs> I had a quick, um, so just to round off hopefully, and then we can see if anyone else wanted to, to offer a challenge is the way I understand where you're at is you've got this soup of stuff that you're trying to unpick. And this mm. is where the, the focus is, is a bit of a challenge. Uh, and the way you're talking about it is you're talking about the money and the meaning. It's like there's this something I want to do, but then I want to survive and I need to make money from it. So the way I look at it is there's, there's, there's the vision of what you want to create. And have, have you done the purpose and profit program? I can't remember if you went. No, through. I haven't yet. So there's an exercise there called the cheery postcard from the future. Mm-hmm. And it's like five years from now, everything is amazing. And you kind of describe how that feels how that feels, what are you doing at the moment, what's happening around you, what's happening in the business. So it's like really positive, dreamy version of what's going to happen. And that's just a kind of a, a, kind of a North Star for you, just to give you some, some, some bat, sort of guide rails where you want to go. And mm-hmm. then there's the business stuff. And this is where it all gets a bit creative. I think when Rob was talking about being playful with it, is that you, you've got this, this broad mission of what you could achieve with people, but there's things like what problem are you trying to solve who for and how does that fit within the broader vision of what you want to create for yourself mm-hmm. and that starts to break it down into things that you can play with so like lizzie was saying okay who is it you're trying to help uh, mm-hmm. if you want to help startups what's the, what are the real problems that the, they feel they're tackling with they're trying to tackle and how do you address those very directly or you're describing more of this kind of more inspirational opening doors and signposting thing how does that work? Like I think of school of life and I think of their kind of business models yeah. of like inspirational content. Is that a model that you can start breaking down in terms of how is that marketed and how is that paid for? So there's like these two set of, um, sort of kind of two paradigms you're working with 
one is your personal vision and what happiness means to you and potentially the mission as well but then breaking it down into what's the business model who's the customer what are the challenges and then that relates to your money thing you know mm-hmm. where, where does this go what's the future for this in any kind of financial perspective mm-hmm. uh, and when you can start painting that picture and playing with it then i think like rob says you might not have the answers now but you kind of build along the way to get to that thing and this is very much our story is like kind of hunting around in different areas as to what what things stick and what thing works and what is it people really need help with and where can i really help does that make sense yeah that makes sense thank you and your comment rob thanks about being playful with this and about lending my time to organizations potentially as a sort of counseling role i think that has potential i'm going to look into that thank you great great awesome brilliant thank you very much emily for that thank you so um we have 15 minutes left so i thought we could maybe um open the space to someone else who might have a question or a or a challenge they would like to share. I bet some of you are thinking something right now that you want to share. <laughs> share it. Um, well, I would suggest something. Um, I hadn't really sort of planned to do this so it's not very well formed I suppose I've been um, doing my thrive story thing now for about six months and I've had lots of fun and it's been quite um, some bits of quite sort of organized stuff and some quite I suppose emergent and so what I had intended and thought would I'd do would be I'd be doing some consulting with organisations that I've worked with before and that storytelling would be kind of a component of that consulting toolkit. Well, so far I haven't done any consulting um, and I have done a project, a sort of creative project that um, just sort of grew up this goblins gold project telling a story um and so i've told that story now and i still think there's lots of other so i did it at the australian fairy tale society conference um and so i still think there's lots of mileage out of that that i want to explore um and because though i haven't really the consulting hasn't happened in the way that I thought it it would do I'm sort of thinking well where to from here so I'm just um I had heard about a friend told me about a job that's come up um which has just now been advertised uh, called Parramatta Riverkeeper so <laughs> it's a kind of a two and a half day a week job so I'm uh, going to apply for that and that would then because it's a sort of place making storytelling connecting job I think it would allow me to um, and it's got an environmental focus which is my passion that it would allow me to do those skills so it's aligned with the overall vision um, and it would pay a regular income and so I just sort of wondered and then maybe have the freedom to do more creative things um, in the remaining time. So I'm feeling quite uh, excited about this. Um, 
I just wonder, well, if it doesn't, if I don't get this job, then where would I, what else would I do? Because I sort of feel like I'm in this stage of it's time to sort of move it on to sort of try something else. Um, so any suggestions or just helping me think through that would be really helpful. Thanks. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Lizzie. So let's, let's get clear on, on the challenge. Who's got some questions? So is this, is this um, actually the question about should I take the job or if I don't get the job, what else should I do? I think it's more if I don't get the job, what else should I do? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And, and what, sorry, because I'm, I'm very new here. <laughs> that, can, can you just give me a little bit more background on, on what it is you're currently spending your time on? Um, well, so this Thrive Story concept, it's about using narrative for change. So um, saying that actually systemically there's a whole lot of different things that may present themselves in different ways as sure. uh, sort of social challenges or environmental challenges, but saying, well, actually yeah. they're interconnected because it's um, totally. sort of about the worldview really. And so yeah. exploring that um, and... So there's quite a few people around who work in that area. Um, often, probably people, I mean, Charles Eisenstein's one of the sort of international names in that area. Um, obviously, they've been doing it for an awful lot longer than I have and they've sort of built up a sort of name as a speaker and coach and philosopher, I suppose. Um, so that's sort of the area that I'm really interested in. Mm. Um, and then sort of I've been exploring how to apply that. I previously, my career had been in uh, public service um, in Australia and corporates in the UK, mainly in energy and sustainability and infrastructure. Mm. So there's a lot of like, so I've sort of, there's a lot of scope there. Um, mm to trial those narratives in small projects or something or helping organizations rethink that articulate their purpose or apply that to projects so that's sort of where i've been looking so, um, so why why are you considering this this part-time job then it sounds like you've got lots to do and it's very exciting uh well because the consulting so in terms of exploring all the ideas there is but in terms of income um i'd haven't got any consulting jobs um, okay. in that area, even though there'd sort of been lots of potential things on the horizon, none of them actually have come to fruition. And as I've been going through, you know, I've been asked to put in quotes for a few things, um, which I've enjoyed doing, even the process of doing the quotes, I've enjoyed doing that, um, but I've not been successful. So I'm sort of was thinking, well, do I just keep persevering? Um, you know, I've been doing lots of networking, I've been meeting lots of people. Um, it's just not translating through into projects. And it sort of also got me thinking, well, whilst it would be good to have the income of doing those things, it in some ways could feel like a distraction in sort of crazily rushing in to do something in a sort of two-week time horizon or something. Um, that And there's so much effort goes into getting the work so that that's when I started to think well maybe 
and I heard about this job sort of by chance because a friend told me about it and thought it would really suit me and I was quite excited about it in a way that I haven't been excited about most other things I've looked at. Did I, I ask thought, a question Lizzie? Yeah. In terms of the consulting pitches and the, yeah. the unsuccessful pitches do you know why you didn't get the work? Um, well sort of a combination of some of them were just they went for big names um, or established companies some were um, there was one that was just sort of really complicated um, the client didn't really know what they want I think and even another company that I discovered that had supposedly been awarded the work they're not even sure if they got the work either so I just think it's been a badly managed thing so is that a question of just sounds like either approaching the wrong clients or the, the client wasn't ready or the client was looking for something bigger or a bigger name is that other is that uh, yeah yeah um and so is it a case of just you you haven't maybe found the right client yet and there's a question of being able to define who that is um well maybe it's that the clients that's obviously you know in has seemed to be the case in that um I thought that I suppose those sort of government type clients because I've got experience in that area that they there would be work and they're often in a sort of wanting smallish jobs done and not wanting to pay a big name um, and that once you kind of get you know being on the client side that's sort of what I saw happen lots of times and then you sort of they go oh well you know we've got this job coming up oh so and so can do that and as long as you sort of keep in their mind then you can get these smaller jobs um and that's what i'd hope to get but it just hasn't panned out like that the word of mouth thing so far hasn't delivered anything um more formal approaches sort of you know like trying to get it's just trying to get in there to know who to talk to and how to pitch things because it's got to respond to a need I guess sense that there's not the energy there for you to push through that? Uh, well, I'm feeling like that at the moment, yes, because um, I guess I'm also a bit like not sure what, you know, just ringing cold calling. I mean, I'm not sure that's sort of really probably the best approach. I sort of felt that going to lots of networking opportunities it's easy to get chatting to people and sort of have an understanding of a bit of what where they're at and what they want um but none of those things have sort of it's just not materializing into anything so um so we'll yeah. I'll go. emily yes um what do you do you really want this coaching work because you seem to express a bit of, a bit of ambivalence around it um well, I think that's what I've come to realise is perhaps I don't want it. Um, and that then I've realised, well, actually, if I got some of these jobs, it could be quite um, sort of a sidetrack, if you know what I mean. And so am I being too choosy? I don't know. But it sort of could be that if you're doing work for people who don't really know what they want and why they want it and and doing then um 
sort of tokenistic type work and I've realized well and I sort of knew already but it's just reinforced to me that I think I work better when I'm working because it's quite big systems ideas that I'm better when I'm part of some sort of network of people and that you're working with them more regularly um, if not full-time but then you're not sort of go it, it reduces all that transaction cost of pitching and you know you can actually explore deeper questions than you know just rushing in and rushing out and doing something that they haven't really thought about what they wanted and then you do it and it probably could be a bit unrewarding so what would you ideally like to be doing um well i suppose i've come to so the th i mean it depends what in terms of like the activities i enjoy are uh writing speaking facilitating uh, thinking about things, researching, helping to articulate um, ideas in different ways, uh, making things. So that's the sort of activities I like doing. Um, and that narrative and sort of sustainability is the kind of area of focus. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sort of so fixated. You know, when you say, what, what do you like? you want to be doing it's if, it, if I was doing all of those things I could be sort of in a different combination but that would still so I guess same question that you asked me like which organization yeah. do you ideally want to work for where would you be happiest um well I suppose those organizations that have where at least the people that you're I suppose where the leadership is more whatever sort of leadership could look like is clearer on the fact that they may what they want to achieve and that they are sort of interested in the and a bit further down the track of the narrative idea um, and that they want help in translating that into reality. So would it be fair to say, oh, sorry, Emily, I did cut you off, go for it. I was just saying, just a, um, it feels like we're getting somewhere to some kind of very specific question. And, and what, what's coming up for me when you're talking about is like how to target your perfect customer. Yeah. You know, given the services that you want to offer and the work you want to do, how do you find the right fit for that work? Yeah, yeah. And so maybe some thoughts and feedback around that approach what well, what could lizzie do or play with and try to make this less effortful and disheartening and maybe sow some seeds for some potential work was that is fair? there some is there, is there something that could be done on linkedin it seems like that for corporates that is where they are um and finding groups that you know that that work around this on there and then just sort of trying to get involved with because it's just finding the right people isn't it that's the seems to be mm. the issue have you have you done all of that or have you, you sort of looked into that well i have been doing um i have been doing quite a bit of stuff on linkedin i haven't in the last few weeks i've sort of been on holiday um so and that was 
That was actually, it's good that you sort of picked up on that because that was where I was finding, I was beginning to get a bit more traction, um, especially as I started to comment and participate in people's conversations. It did result in um, sparking a few things. Um, and a particular thing that I've been involved with is this um, work, well, kind of a project of sorts with the heating ventilation and air conditioning industry um, in sort of it's very early stage and quite fluid but um, you know they kind of realize that they've got a number of challenges with greenhouse gas pollution as well as energy efficiency and just uh, well-being of the people in the industry because there's a lot of smaller companies and uh, it's quite male dominated and um, being able to share with each other about sort of mental health and things is a bit taboo really so so it's definitely something there so that no money um at this stage but at least that's something that i think it could it, it's sort of in the right space in a way yeah um, so i think it's good I, i'll do more on linkedin now. Cool. any other thoughts I was just thinking something along the lines of do you for this content writing for for this storytelling I get a sense that you know it's it's quite easy to focus on just clients as being the end result I go to a client they've got a need and I'll sort it for them in terms of writing something bespoke for their particular you know putting a narrative into what's going on for mm. them and I'm just wondering if the focus were different in terms of creating something around something you already know exists as a problem that other people can then buy into because they can see it's evidential that it works, that it's, that, that there's something tangible already that that's existing. So you can pick on a subject, whether it's environmental, whether it's mental health or something, write a story around it and show how an organization might be able to use it as a case study that then allows them to go, ah, oh, I get it. Cause I'm getting a sense. This might be a bit of a hard pitch for people to understand what it is that you're selling mm. and with something tangible that's that's there that they can it's the prototype it's the it's a case study etc mm. and the thing that really strikes to me I, I, I was involved for a long time in a thing called a band of brothers which is um it's a mentoring program it's like a rites of passage for young men at risk so they're in the probation service they've been in prison they're coming out of prison and they need uh sort of this, this rites of passage, no one welcomed them into the adult world and they're still playing out. Um, and this weekend that we put together was, was a weekend of, it was an experiential weekend. And the whole thing, every challenge, every task that they did was based on a story, a narrative on the story of Parsifal, if you know Parsifal. And so, so every single chapter where he left home from his mum and went out into an adventure was turned into a real world activity that they actually did. So, so I can just imagine like creating your own thing that then people come along as an, as an experience. It's a weekend away that they mm. get it. It's completely embedded. So I'm just, cause I really love the idea of narrative, but I'm struggling a little bit just to understand how I as customer or, mm. or business owner would use it unless I've got something a little bit tangible to hold on to. Does that mm. make sense? Yes, yes, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. I like the 
the weekend idea and I, actually I am um, I have actually been asked to um, be part of something that's vaguely similar to that actually okay. taking, a, taking a play and then using that play to create a sort of workshop around climate and people's polarized views and how absolutely yeah. absolutely i mean it's so nice especially when it's because these stories that they are they're myths they're, they're so ingrained that you know even if you mm. don't know the specific story you've got the hero you've got mm. the, the the tragedy you've got the success through and so these are just metaphors to actually put organizations or individuals mm. through and they experience it so so that could be a really mm. nice way of of putting it into practice in some mm. shape or form and mm. Sorry, Carlos. No, I was just going to, a couple of things. Uh, Guys just reminded me, there's a, have you checked out Pete Mosley's course on selling authentically? Mm, Yeah. So there's, there's, uh, good. So you've already, you've had a look at that. Um, There's this thing uh, we we talk about when we were with clients was vitamins and painkillers. When you're trying to create a product, there's painkillers, which are very clear, there's a very understandable problem you're trying to solve and vitamins you're trying to educate people a bit more about what the problem is. Mm. When, when I listen to you, it feels very much more the vitamin side of the moment. Mm. And I think a bit like Rob was saying, it's like what Band of Brothers does, they kind of productize this process so that it becomes a bit more clear for customers to know what, what they're going to get out of it. Mm. I, I was on a workshop with Nathan Roberts who, from Band of Brothers who did this amazing thing around Henry V and the yeah. hero's journey and what that means in terms of entrepreneurs. Mm. So I, there's this thing about how can you take your real understanding of how storytelling makes a complex message much more palatable, but productizing that in a way, which is like even like a white paper or leaflet that you can just give free to these people on LinkedIn, mm. saying, okay, you know, improve this issue that you're having with communications mm. and, and deliver that. Kelly's got something as well, I think. Yeah, and maybe I'm, I'm, it's too simple what I'm doing right now, but when I've started um, my the, the online business and everything, and I know that mine is, um, has a lot in the end to do with how to sell it, but um, what I realized, what, I, what I've learned in the first weeks was all about understanding my customers, because I have an idea and I, I want to I help women and everything, but that's actually... Um, about us, we make it about us because we have a passion and a belief and we wanna do something that we're good at, right? But if we do not know what our um, customers or clients, what they are and what they need or what they would like, do they need the, the, the medicine or the vitamin? I, I think that we have to, every time when I struggle within my business, I go back to what my clients want. Who is my ideal client? And that I have, I constantly know how to speak to them and work with them and, and feel and, and keep it connected to it myself. But it, the business in the end is not about me because I need people to, to work with. But um, what I've realized is that a lot of us, and I do it myself, is I, I get stuck up of the, the product or the thing that I'm doing or what I'm good at or what I want to talk about. But it's not about me in the end, it's about my client. And then it's, so every time I go back to my ideal client, because if we do not have that one clear, we can sell whatever the fuck we want to sell. But they're not going to listen to us because they don't feel we speak to them directly. So 
for me, it was such a huge thing to really, really feel and understand and get into the skin, into the bodies of my ideal client. If I want to sell or not, it doesn't really matter mm. because then I know how to speak. Then I know what I have to say. Then I realize, is it going to be video? Is it going to be podcast? Is it going to be writing? Is it going to be live? Is it whatever it's going to be? But for me, it's um, now as well, when I listen to all of us, I'm like, yeah, but we're, we're already here, but we have to go back to who is our client? What does he or she want? How old? What does he do? What, like all these things. Mm. And every time we struggle, okay, what does the client want? And then we understand again how we want to speak or do whatever. It, it helps me every single day. Mm. Who is, and my client changes every, every time. I'm like, oh, mm. nobody doesn't want this or that. For me, it's a she. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that helps you because that gives, like, that's the, because it cuts out so much, so much mess that you don't need because this is my client mm. and a lot of other people will join us but it makes our communication and our way of talking and and dealing with things very clear and people will will come mm. so i don't know if this helps you but i sometimes we're already going somewhere here well we have to start it's in the end mm. it's it's about us because we want to be happy but it's not about us because mm. we want to do what we want and we need to speak their language mm. and not just ours mm. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. I was going to say, um, Lizzie, could you um, get some kind of informational interviews going? Um, if you could work out a list of maybe 10 to 15 businesses that you'd potentially be interested in working in. You might not know yet whether they're your ideal clients. And then just see if you can get a coffee with someone there that um, would understand would be would be knowledgeable about the problem you're trying to solve mm. just see if you can go in and just chat to them just to better understand the problem um even just for half an hour just to have a chat and just so that you can better understand their business and where they're coming from and then don't try and sell them anything at all just just mm. talk to them just make that connection and do that with a few companies and i bet you'll have a realization about what you need to do next differently mm -hmm. and you'll also make some good connections on the way because people will just see you for you not as someone mm -hmm. who's trying to sell them something mm -hmm. um, that could be a good start maybe yeah thanks Emily cool um, one last little bit of feedback if anyone has any I'm conscious that we've gone a little bit over time but there's been some interesting stuff here cool excellent now I loved Emily's last point I think there's the other, not only understanding really clearly the problem, but also the language they use. Mm. That's the thing I've learned. It's like we, I think along the lines of what Kelly was saying is like we say things in a certain way because we we have our own perspective, but actually some people use completely different language for exactly the same problem, mm. <laughs> and that mm. suddenly switches switches the floodgates open. Um, thank you very much, everyone, uh, for for joining. Now, I, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm going to try and write up now. Um, or I can just put in point form. But if you have any thoughts or ideas that come to you after the call, please post them as comments onto the um, onto the event page. Um, another thing to let you guys know: there's going to be a masterclass in a couple of weeks' time around social effective social media for the purposepreneur. So how to actually use your time effectively on these multiple channels of nastiness. 
that seem to just infect and take up our time, but do it in a way that actually makes sense. And that's going to be with Natasha Jackson. So if that's of interest, please go to find that event on the, uh, on the site and sign up there. Um, for those of you who haven't done uh, the, I think I actually even talked to you today about that, Rob, the Selling Authentically um, uh, course. That's really interesting. It isn't just about selling. It's actually understanding sort of some of the limiting beliefs around selling and how to leverage those or get them out of the way to make selling much more effortless. So mm -hmm. I'd recommend if you're interested in that, if you can't find it, just tap me up, send me a direct message and I'll share it with you. Guys has done it. I'm not sure if Mike and Kelly have done it as well, but uh, Pete's got a very, if anything, he's got a lovely soothing Scottish voice. Um, he does. <laughs> very beautiful. And, and good uh, dance moves. Huh? And good dance moves as well. Yes. Yeah, that's another thing. Summer camp. Guys, you're coming on you. We've got summer camp yeah. coming around in two months time. Um, if you can't make it, tell other people we want to get the t last ticket sold by the end of the month so that we can focus on just making this the best summer camp ever. Um, I think we've got just over 30 tickets left. Um, we're going to be pushing hard, but as members, you get a discount and anyone else, you know, get them on the community. They'll be able to come with a discount as well. And finally, uh, next coaching call, two weeks time. Uh, if you had the question or a challenge you didn't manage to ask about here, and if you're watching and you'd like to share something, you can see all the stuff that you can get from, from the wise people we have on this call. Please uh, send me a message or put a message on the next event that I'll be posting on the community. That's everything. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, have a lovely day. I think the sun's come out today. So now, yay. So I'll just sit in the garden and do nothing for now. I'll absorb all the knowledge I've been hearing on this call. So until next time. Uh, thank you all. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Lovely to meet you all. <laughs> and see you in the community. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.